Good morning and welcome to Simply Tech. It's Sunday, February 18th. On today's show, Dutch startup Monumental is using robots to lay bricks, OpenAI releases Sora, a credit score-based dating app, and an anti-Tesla ad comes under fire. Plus, Apple Pay is down for Chase customers, and Y Combinator wants 100 times more MRI scans. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Tech. We start off with a look at the construction industry, valued at around $2 trillion a year in the U.S. alone, which is ripe for automation-fueled disruption. Much of the work in this sector is strenuous, repetitive, and sometimes dangerous, the exact kind of problems industrial robotics are built to solve. One area seeing significant innovation is bricklaying, with robots now being developed to perform this task. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent from Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about these bricklaying robots? Certainly, David. Bricklaying robots are not a new concept. For instance, Hadrian X, a U.S. firm, is known for building structures out of large concrete masonry blocks. However, a new player in this space is Monumental, an Amsterdam-based startup that specializes in the more familiar red clay variety of bricks. Interesting. Can you tell us more about Monumental and its operations? Monumental was founded in 2021 by the pair behind data visualization firm Silk, which is now a part of Palantir. The startup has already been conducting limited pilots in the Netherlands, including the construction of a 15-meter exterior of an office building. It has also formed partnerships with 25 contractors, including those in low-income housing. How does Monumental's system work? Monumental's system begins with an autonomous cart designed to carry heavy payloads. Another robot then spreads liquid mortar and places bricks. The company aims to blend human expertise with robotic efficiency in a way that the industry has never seen before. That's quite innovative. And what's next for Monumental? Monumental has just announced a $25 million funding round led by Plural and Hummingbird with participation from North Zone, Foundamental, and NP Hard Ventures. The funding will be used for hiring, scaling manufacturing, and diversifying the types of bricks and blocks its robots can handle. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks, Celeste. Speaking of things to watch, this week in tech, OpenAI has made waves with the release of Sora, a new AI model that can generate high-fidelity videos. What sets Sora apart is its understanding of time and physics, allowing it to create not only more coherent videos, but also 3D worlds. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about Sora and its capabilities? Absolutely, David. Sora is indeed a game-changer in the field of AI video generation. Unlike previous video generators, Sora's understanding of time and physics allows it to create more coherent videos. But what's truly groundbreaking is its ability to generate 3D worlds. This opens up a whole new realm of possibilities in terms of content creation and virtual reality. That's fascinating. Moving on, there's also news about a unique dating app from a startup called Score. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, SCORE has released a dating app that's exclusive to people with good to excellent credit scores. It's an interesting concept that seems to be targeting a specific demographic of financially responsible individuals. In other news, Airbnb is making changes to its pricing structure. What's happening there? 
Airbnb is gradually eliminating the cleaning fee in an effort to make its pricing more transparent. This move is likely to be welcomed by customers who prefer to see the total cost up front. And what's the latest with Google's Gemini AI models? Google has expanded the range of its Gemini AI models available to developers across its platforms. It's also previewed a new Gemini model capable of analyzing whole books, hours-long audio, and hour-long videos. This is a significant upgrade that could have a wide range of applications. Finally, there's been some controversy involving an anti-Tesla Super Bowl ad. Can you shed some light on that? Yes. An anti-Tesla Super Bowl ad came under fire from the National Transportation Safety Board for using its seal without authorization. It's a reminder that even in advertising, there are rules and regulations that must be followed. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Now, shifting gears to another tech story, Apple Pay users, particularly those with Chase credit cards, recently experienced a service disruption. The issue has since been resolved, with Apple spokesperson Heather Norton stating that the problem did not originate from Apple Pay. Here with more on this is James, a correspondent for Simply Tech. Can you give us more details on this incident, James? Certainly, David. It seems that Chase cardholders were unable to make payments using Apple Pay. Interestingly, the same physical cards work just fine. Users of other banks, such as Citi, reported no issues with Apple Pay. What was Apple's response to this? Apple's system status page indicated that Apple Pay and Wallet were undergoing maintenance, which started at 12 p.m. However, Apple spokesperson Heather Norton clarified that this maintenance was unrelated to the outage. She also emphasized that the issue did not originate from Apple Pay. So the problem was on Chase's end? That seems to be the implication from Apple's side. Chase customer service agents were informing people that Apple Pay was going through maintenance to receive an unexpected upgrade. However, it's unclear what exactly caused the disruption. And how widespread was this issue? While Apple's status page mentioned that some Maryland users may have issues, reports of the problem came in from both New York and LA. So it seems the issue was not confined to a specific region. Thanks for that report, James. Speaking of significant developments in the tech world, let's turn our attention to biotech startups. These companies are leveraging resources such as virtual data rooms and shared labs to facilitate their growth, particularly in the field of early cancer detection where AI is playing a crucial role. Y Combinator's recent request for startups has highlighted this need. To delve deeper into this topic, we have Bella, a correspondent for Simply Tech. Bella, can you tell us more about this request from Y Combinator? Certainly, David. Y Combinator's request for startups, or RFS, is a list of ideas and categories its partners would like to see more people working on. The latest RFS includes a call for a way to end cancer with a focus on MRIs. The idea is that most cancers are treatable if caught early enough, so widespread and affordable use of this technology could significantly reduce cancer deaths. But aren't there already startups working on MRI technology? Yes, there are. For instance, New York-based Ezra, which recently raised $21 million, has been working on MRI technology since 2018. It has competitors too, such as Nico and Pranuvo. However, the high cost of these services limits their scalability. Moreover, there's backlash from the medical community due to incidental findings or false positives from MRIs, which cost time and money to investigate. So, 
How does Y Combinator propose to address these challenges? To scale up MRI scans by at least 100x, Y Combinator suggests innovations in MRI hardware, AI algorithms to interpret scans and reduce false positives, and new business models and consumer marketing strategies. While companies like Ezra are already leveraging AI in their screening process, Y Combinator is hoping that more startups will contribute to this field. Let's shift gears a bit and talk about shared lab spaces. How are they benefiting biotech startups? Shared lab spaces have been a game changer for biotech startups. They provide more than just office space, saving startups both time and money. For instance, Biolabs, a franchise with a dozen locations, offers startups access to laboratory infrastructure without the need for heavy capital expenses. They also manage all aspects of environmental health and safety and foster a culture of innovation where startups can collaborate and learn from each other. And what about virtual data rooms? How are they helping biotech startups? Virtual data rooms are another crucial resource for biotech startups. They're often used in financing and business development talks. These rooms allow startups to securely store and share sensitive information with potential investors or partners. However, it's important for startups to know what to include and what to leave out of these rooms to ensure they're presenting their work in the best possible light. That was Simply Tech reporter Bella with some insightful commentary. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Tech. We'll see you back here tomorrow.